Masterpiece women, welcome back to the Masterpiece Podcast. I'm Tina Rains, and today I have the blessing of having Ashley Balajan with me. She is a family attorney, family law attorney in Florida, and she's just a wealth of knowledge, but she's also just got a great personality. I've already enjoyed just communicating with her as we're preparing for today. So Ashley, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you, Ashley. So, Ashley, we'd like to learn a little bit more about you personally. Like, who's Ashley and how did you choose to actually do family law as a law practice? Sure. So, that's a great question. I actually get asked that quite often. So, um, so I've actually had my firm for a little over two and a half years now. I opened a couple of months into the virus. Um, so I'm located in Central Florida. Um, so when I opened my firm, it was right when COVID started. So when COVID happened, I actually had an attorney job. And then when COVID happened, that job disappeared because what I was doing no was no longer needed. So I uh, started spending some time with the Lord and I just, I prayed about it. And I was like, God, okay, I don't have a job now. What do you want me to do? And he was, he was very straightforward. And the answer came very quickly. It was, it's time to open your own firm. And you need to practice um, family law. And I was like, um, well, no, that's that's a terrible idea. I was like, I don't want to do that. So so I don't know if about anyone else, but sometimes you may pray to God hoping for different responses. <laughs> and, I do that all the time. And when he answers it his way, I'm like, but Lord, I yeah. thought I had it all figured out in my head. <laughs> exactly. And I was not going to do family law. I actually said it many times in law school over and over again that I was never going to do family law. I was actually going to do animal law. I was going to be an animal law attorney, not animal rights, but animal law. I had it all set up. I had my clients and people I was not advertising. It was all set up. Everything was set up. And um, God was like, no, you need to do family law. And I was like, well, um, no, I don't want to do that. So I prayed about it like five more times. And I also questioned him about opening my own law firm because it was a virus. And I'm like, God, like, do you know what's going on right now? Like, of course he does. But I was like, mm, I don't know if you really know what's going on. So anyway, so I prayed about it. It was honestly only over a few weeks though. And it was the same answer over and over again. So I opened my firm. I um, Once he told me, I spent a couple of months researching, getting everything together, trying to do things correctly, um, researching how to open a law firm and make sure I did everything correct, got some mentors and I mean, yeah, I was open in like two months. So I've been doing it for two and a half years. Um, and I will say it's been an amazing blessing. I truly do love what I do. We are a faith-based law firm. So how I normally explain that is we do not push God on you. That's not what that means. What it means is while the Florida Bar ethics, they are very high. I know people who are attorneys are like, yeah, right. No, in all seriousness, they are very, very high. But God's standards of how me being an attorney are even higher. And those are the ethics that I hold to. We also pray for our clients. We work with a lot of counselors. We try to get them um, help they need. Most family law attorneys are not going to offer counseling. We do. Because I we love want be, that. That is such be a beautiful thing. Because you know what? When you're going through divorce, it is the most traumatic, difficult thing ever. And so having the right counselors and having that whole packet, nobody wants to go through divorce. And unfortunately, even as Christians, there's a high percentage of divorce. You know. I often say, you know, we want to prevent it. We want to do all we can. But when you do walk through that, sometimes it's by, you know, you have no choice. 
you want to have representation that takes good care of you and that has those biblical, you know, perspectives and those ethics. Absolutely. Thank you. And yeah, and we don't receive any referral fee for um, referring the um, referring the counselors. It, I've had people reach out to me who do not want a diver, divorce, have said they don't want a divorce, but they just want to know what their legal options are. So I offer them in the consultation, would you like some marriage counselors? And all of the counselors that we refer to, almost all of them are believers. Almost all of them are believers. So you can even reach out to me and just ask for counselors. I don't charge anything for it. Again, I receive nothing for referring them. I just believe in giving people the information because a lot of people are hurting. And especially when people reach out to me, they might not even want a divorce. They're just, I don't know what to do. Maybe divorce is the next best option when really they might just need counseling. So I can't call myself a believer or a Christian and then just be like, yes, let me take your case. Let me take your money. When that's not even really what you wanted. And now I just hurt this family, these kids, and this just affected the rest of your life when maybe you just really need a counselor. Uh, so that's I love that. I thing. love that. That's so beautiful. That, you know, that just gave me chills, actually. I'm like, oh, I just love that. Because family is so important. And I feel like the enemy is out to destroy families. Oh, I yeah, know he is. I see it all the time. And so having someone like yourself who can actually be that advocate for the person and when they when all else fails and they are going through it the having someone with those beliefs is just Im- amazing so i love that that's incredible now do you do it all online ashley we do so we're actually completely virtual so um but if anyone wants to like see us we can just do like a zoom meeting it's not a problem but i look at it this way i'm like save your gas, save your money from driving. We can just have a phone call. So with my clients, we just text message them, email them, that, and we, or we can do a phone conversation. I always try to keep the phone conversations limited because it can get very expensive very quickly. And in family law, people will want to tell you their whole life or everything that's happened, which is understandable. They're very emotional. It's a lot, going through a lot. But I always tell people, listen, save your money because this can become a couple hundred dollar phone call very fast save your money. Let's just do a text message or like an email. So, but I've never had any problems with it. If they want to see us, we'll do a zoom. I mean, a lot of things in court are virtual now anyways. So I'm like, just, you know, this saves you a lot of money. So I'm like, just send me a text or an email. That's awesome. Well, look at you. So this week it's interesting because I had you scheduled and we talked about this week. Our topic is all about patience. And one of the things that obviously walking through difficulty in marriage, sometimes you really, I mean, it requires so much patience Oh yeah. and even, you know, waiting on God to restore it, waiting on God to do his work. How do you deal with patience with your clients and with, even with yourself personally, talk to me a little bit about how patience affects you and your clients? That is a great question. That's another question I get asked a lot. Like, how do you do it? And I'm like, and my first answer is honestly, it's always God. There is no way I could do family law if I did not believe in God and I wasn't spending time in the word and I wasn't praying and asking God. Now, I don't ask God for patience because patience tends to get tested a lot more, but I ask, I pray, God, please help me to, you know, handle these situations the way you want me to. I'm going to be the example you want me to. Um, if I, me personally with my business, because 
because it's not just the clients. I also have very hostile opposing counsel, meaning attorneys representing the other side. So um, the client usually isn't going to see that or whatever, because I try to shield them from that. I'll tell them what we talked about. I'm always very upfront and honest, but I don't like show them how nasty that attorney can be. And it's a lot. So I will say patience, which really is me trying to practice more grace and trying to be um, the Christian that God wants me to be. Because how I always look at it is I am a Christian attorney. I am not an attorney who's a Christian. Christian always needs to be first. And we truly say we're believers. That is who we are. We are a believer. We are you know, children in Christ. We're followers. So we need to always remember that and how we speak to people. And I will say because of that, it has helped me not say so many things I have wanted to say to the other side. If my clients are being difficult and I don't take anything personally, they're going through so much. I usually get people at the most difficult time um, in their life. Unless they have cancer or they lose a loved one, I'm getting you at the worst time in your entire life. I'm getting all of your financial information, all of your dirty laundry. People are, are hurting. So if, if patience in regards to my clients, if, if they're being very, very difficult or just like I, I, nothing I'm saying is getting through to them, I'll take a minute, I step back and I'll come and reach back out to them maybe like in an hour or so. Because now I need to get myself together because they're not hearing anything that I'm saying. And the same thing with attorneys. If they are super difficult, nasty, rude, I just don't answer the email. I put it in my client's folder and I'm like, you're not even worth me sending a sentence to. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a walkover. I'm not a pushover. So there has been a, more than a couple times I've told other attorneys, you're going to be professional and you're going to be respectful in these emails. And sometimes that makes them nicer. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> yes. Patience with other people, I think, is the biggest stretcher of all. Uh, is to really focus on, um, okay, I can do this and be patient with them and show grace. And I have found that one of my best practices for being patient with others is a step back and have a spirit of gratitude, not just grace, but also gratitude. So especially if it's an individual, a family member, or, you know, someone that colleague that, is really testing your patience, stepping back and thinking about the things that you are grateful for, even with that individual, will just completely shift your mindset into that place of gratitude and suddenly it diffuses it in your brain. You can't control them, but you can certainly Absolutely. control yourself. And so having Absolutely. patience and grace with sometimes, you know, is sometimes just our own mindset, how we re how we choose to react. That is so true. Like, so it's like, you can't choose what they say, but you can like control how you respond and how you react. So it's like, is me responding this way going to help the situation? I mean, I know right away you're like, oh, it felt great. But, but seriously, take a second, especially if you're writing it. Like it's one thing to say it on the phone, but if you're typing this stuff, you're texting it, you're emailing it, posting on social media, you need to be very careful, especially with what I do, because that can absolutely be used against you. So I always tell my clients, because it's very, you know, it's much easier said than done. If you're having a very difficult time with the spouse or the parent, take a minute, 
Do you, unless it's about your children, don't respond, don't respond, don't respond, because this can be used against you in court. So it's like, just, I always tell my clients, let the other side rant. I know it's so much easier said than done, but it gets easier. If you keep practicing, you keep at it, it gets easier. If it's not going to help your situation, don't respond. You don't need to defend yourself. And I get, I see that a lot too. Well, no, I have to get the last, why, who, why, why? Who are you defending yourself to? The other parent? Like, that's why you're divorcing them or that's why you're not together anymore. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't. So don't defend yourself. Just let it go. Let it Joyce go. Meyer says, it's not about the patients. It's how we behave or waiting. It's about how we behave while we're waiting, mm-hmm. you know? And that waiting period of for things to change, whether it's, going through the divorce and waiting for that to be over or, you know, dealing with bad personalities, how we behave in that situation or when we're praying, you know, and we're asking God for a miracle and we're not seeing it, you know, we should be speaking as if it were, you know, the, the word talks about speaking the word life into, you know, the situation. And so I think, words have such huge power our tongues are so powerful that as we are being patient as we are waiting how we behave in our our faith is going to be tested especially Mm -hmm. i'm sure you see that on a daily basis with people's faith being tested in these difficult situations absolutely well said yeah i i um would love to to hear a little bit about how you encourage your clients. Um, You already talked about a little bit about their reactions, but as a believer and they're walking through these tough times and their faith is being tested, what are some of the ways that you have encouraged them in that season? So, um, so what we try to do now, not all of our clients are believers. We don't ask about your faith, you know, because if you're, it doesn't matter what you are, we're here to help you. So, but one thing we do when we tell all of our clients when we're having a hearing coming up or we're going into mediation or like something big is happening on their case, I always let them know, Hey, listen, we're praying for you. Um, we're right here with you. We're not going anywhere. I tell my clients all the time we are in this together. We are right here with you. If you need anything, you let us know. Um, With a lot of my clients, we have a lot of domestic violence issues. So sometimes police have to get involved, maybe DCF, um, which is the Department of Children and Families, they might have to get involved and stuff because maybe there's abuse going on. So with our clients, I tell them, listen, I'll check. I'm going to also check my um, messages a couple times on the weekends. We want to make sure you're okay. If we're going to start the case and we need to go serve their spouse or the parent, meaning serving by meaning you give them the, the court paperwork, I always make sure, are you in a safe place? Are, can you go to a hotel? Can you go to a family member? Like we really care about you. And we want you to know that we really care about you. That's why with the counseling, if I say my clients are so psychologically overwhelmed, it's like you might go into a, like, because people tend to date the same kinds of people over and over again. So I don't want you to come back to this kind of marriage or relationship. So I want to get you healthy mentally for after your case is over. So you don't ever come back to me for like, maybe God forbid another divorce, the same kind of person. I don't want to ever see you for that again. 
So we're always telling them we're praying for you. If you need us, we're here. If you need to talk to us, we're here and stuff like that. But we always tell them, you know, you're not alone. We're going to be with you the entire step of the way. And then I also tell clients, we'll be with you after the case is over, especially if the kids are really young. The, mm. the, very, the high likelihood of you coming back to court to change something or something happening is very, very high. So I always tell clients, listen, we're with you till these kids turn 18 if you want us to be. We are with you in this together. So I try to just let them, um, and then when they're second guessing themselves with what either the parent or the spouse is saying, I try to bring them back down to earth because a lot of mind manipulation happens and um, or psychological abuse happens. And then they start thinking they're crazy. And it's like, you're not. Everything you're thinking is very valid. These are very valid concerns. And if they're doing something they're not supposed to, we're going to bring it to the judge. So I always try to give them peace of mind and let them know it's going to be okay. You're not alone. We're in this together. And we are going to try to get you the best outcome that we possibly can for you and your children. So that's wonderful. I love that. Well, that's such, such good wisdom. And, um, you know, one of the things that I love to find out from women that join us, Ash, is how, like from a practical perspective, how did you have the faith? How did you um, step into choosing your, your law career as a whole? Like, what was that thing in you that said, I want to be an attorney? Like, talk about your faith walk there. So when I, so actually it's crazy. When I was in high school, I took an accounting class and like a legal class. And I was like, I'm not going to go to school for all those years. So I'm going to go be an accountant. And then I have like, so I went to school to be an accountant and I had one semester left to graduate one. And then nothing was making sense. And I've, I've always done fairly well in school and nothing was making sense. I wasn't doing well. And so I ended up like taking a sabbatical. Like it took like a semester off. And I came back, <laughs> changed my major and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, you know what? I am going to go to law school. I do. I like, so I'm like, well, joke's on me. So, but the reason why I wanted to be an attorney was because um, I wanted to make a difference. Like I know that might be a cliche answer, but that really was why I wanted to become an attorney. So I was originally going to be an immigration attorney before I went to law school and was going to change it to animal law. So I originally applied to law school and originally went because I wanted to be an immigration attorney. And the reason why is because I had friends from other countries who came here, they were legal, they got their, they had their paperwork, but they were being deported because either they couldn't get it renewed in time, maybe their attorney didn't do like what they were supposed to. So they got sent back. So that's the reason why I wanted to end up becoming an attorney because I wanted to help those coming to this country um, who were coming here. And I want, I wanted to, I just really wanted to help give people a second chance. I wanted to fight for those that don't have a voice. And the more and more I get um, in God's word, I, I have come to see even today, I was actually reading in Exodus this morning and it said like, we're supposed to help people. You know, we're supposed to help them. We're not supposed to lie. We're not supposed to bear false witness. And we are not supposed to protect people who are going to lie in court. And we're supposed to do the right thing if a case does go to court. And, you know, and actually that's mentioned quite a few times throughout the Bible is, you know, we, we, we need to do what's right. Don't lie, you know, and I, so hold up the law, do it ethically, do it with integrity. So that's why I became an attorney. 
I love that. I love it. So all of you out there who think all attorneys are bad, Ashley's here to say, no, no, they aren't. Because <laughs> they're not. We're so, not all bad. Some of us really do care what happens to you. A hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit. Um, one of our pillars in um, Masterpiece is authenticity. And I love how authentic you've been. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I don't even have to ask you about authenticity because I see it all over you. You are such an authentic individual. You just share from your heart. And I love that. But what was that one piece of advice, Ashley, that somebody gave you when you were starting your business that was so powerful? You're like, that's that's the one thing I'll give anybody trying to start their own business. That is really good. So I can't apply it to everyone, but I can apply it. I can apply to some areas. So there was a piece of advice I got. I was probably maybe like nine months into my business, maybe a little bit less. I don't remember. And I'll never forget this came from another attorney. So I was kind of like, should I charge for consultations? Because in the beginning I wasn't because I didn't like really have anyone. I didn't have clients. I didn't have people referring me at that time. So I didn't charge for consultations. Well, in family law, some people do, some people don't. Some will charge their hourly rate. I don't charge for an hourly rate. I charge less than half of what my hourly rate is. And I'll talk to you up to an hour. So the piece of advice that he gave me, because I was not charging for consultations at that time, what he said to me, and I never forgot, and I, I tried to share this with other people, is if someone's not going to pay for your consultation, they are not going to pay your retainer. And I never forgot that. Now, obviously, that can be applied to absolutely all of your listeners, but I never, ever forgot that piece of information. I never forgot that. And I, so I, the next day I implemented, um, I implemented consultations and I've never looked back. So, and just so everyone knows, I don't keep that money. That actually goes to pay my paralegal taxes and business expenses. So it's not <laughs> money. So it's well, not you know what? Money. And there's nothing wrong <laughs> if you did though, because you know, actually even John Maxwell, when I got certified through his program as a coach and he was very clear, he's like, people at they see value in the things they pay for. And I've, Correct. I, every single time that I've done things for, now granted, I have a ministry and I do a lot for free, but when it comes to business, when I do not charge, like one time I was doing a program and I gave it away to a bunch of women just because I wanted to get it going, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And can I tell you, 75% of them never showed up, but oh, they're so excited, so thankful. They asked for it to be free. They asked for the program and then they didn't even show up because when you don't have skin in the game, Correct. there's no value to you. And so that is a really valuable lesson. And I love that you shared that because I do feel like oftentimes people feel like, they shouldn't charge like even in ministry. Well, it takes money to make money. money it yeah. also takes money to even provide a service through ministry, you know, but yet sometimes people have this thing where, well, why are they charging for a ministry? Well, because there's yeah. costs to keeping the doors open, like your paralegal, like you discussed and et cetera. So yes, it's, I think that's a really valuable lesson and as we are going back to patience, right? You're building a business. You're not where you want to be. Sometimes people aren't patient enough and they will just start trying to give lots of freebies, doing this and doing that. 
and um, with all of the intentions to build their business. Now, obviously, if you have an online platform, that's a great way to get leads. So I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about services, your time. Your time is valuable. Mm, Anybody listening to this, your time is valuable. You can give away other things, but when you're giving away your time, you can't get that back. So you want to make sure that it counts the most. And you're so like, you're so right, Tina, hundred percent with what you're saying and everything. And it's like, and that kept me from not wanting to charge was because I was like, uh, well, I don't know, whatever, but it's like, I went to school for a long time and it's like, and I have student loans and it's like, and, but it, with what I do, especially it's like a lot of times when people reach out, they want to just hear what you have to say, then they'll go do it on their own. And listen, if you want to go do it on your own, I'm totally fine with that. But that's why I started charging for consultations and stuff. So um, I was going to say another piece uh, of advice. Oh, so this would be one more thing I'll add to what you're saying. So because not everyone can charge for what we just talked about. So I'll leave with something else. Don't be available 100% of the time. Don't. Because you need to you need to turn off. In the beginning, when I first started my business, I would respond like at 8 or 9 through Facebook. I would respond like at 7, 8. Like, stop. Don't do that. Like, do not be available 100% of the time. Because honestly, how often are those people even like really grateful? I can't even tell you going back in my mind, like how many people actually were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like an attorney messaged me at 9. No, like almost no one said thank you. Almost no one said thank you for messaging them at 9 or 8 or seven in the morning before I was open. So here I am working my butt off, trying to be such a overachiever helping you. And no one was even really saying thank you. Oh my goodness. That's such a, you know, it's interesting because I'm also launching a health and wellness program besides what I do in the ministry with Masterpiece Women. And our founder, as well as our top leader, who I'm connected directly to, both take Sundays off. They take their Sabbath. And I thought, you know, what a valuable, and think about Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby, all these other Christian organizations. I thought, what a great precedence to set when you show people, there's my dog. To take time off and value your time. Exactly. (laughs) To take time off and value your time because it is imperative as a business owner that you have your family set first. Because you don't want to end up having a call, Ashley. <laughs> you know, you want to have your priorities straight. Succeeding is so important, but putting God first and then your family and then the other. And it kind of does go back when you think about it, back to even patience of trusting God with the outcomes. Our time is just so valuable. And the reality is, is that as we set as leaders and we set that precedence we will encourage our other team members and the people that work for us, the people that we have influence over to do the same because God in Exodus, that was actually is interesting because when you're talking about that, I thought, you know, I did this whole series on Exodus and the thing that he emphasized to me so much was about taking my Sabbath making sure that I had my Sabbath. And then even when we did our retreat, it was all on abide because he's so, it's so intentional, right? Because if we abide in him and if we're really staying connected to the vine, he gives us the wisdom. He gives us the patience. We have the patience to deal with people. We have the patience to deal with the timing in which he's accomplishing the goals in our lives. But he also, I believe, gives huge, huge blessings for being obedient, for being 
faithful to him and trusting him and because he's got us he's got the outcome all ready for us so it is really good stuff so thank you for sharing that that's a great 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 piece of advice so all right well Ashley we're just about ready to tie this up today in a perfect package with a bow on it thank you for being here what would you leave the women with oh wait you didn't mention actually your how they could get free things not free excuse me we said no freebies um but if they're wanting to do it on their own you have a whole um system talk to us about that real quick sure so i will absolutely give that information to you because i don't expect anyone to like remember it but so i created a a separate business it's called a it's called pro say meaning p-r-o say s-e florida family law so what it is, it's to help people who cannot afford a family law attorney fill out the Florida family law form. So it's cheaper than going to a paralegal firm. Now, it, I, it's only for Florida law because I'm only licensed in Florida. So I can, I can only give Florida uh, Florida advice. But um, but if you go to the Florida Supreme Court website, and the videos have the link, has the name of the forms, and we go through the forms, how to fill it out, what the legal jargon means. And we, I explain it all in a Zoom, um, in a Zoom video and stuff. So each video is like fifty dollars, which is less than going to a paralegal firm who also cannot give you legal advice. Um, so if anyone does not know, in Florida, if someone tries to give you any kind of legal advice, it is a third degree felony unless they're a licensed attorney. So it is very, very serious. So when you go to a paralegal firm, they can't give you any legal advice. They can tell you the paperwork kind of give you some guidance kind of, but they cannot they can't give you any legal advice so this is a licensed attorney going through the forms what does this mean what is this jargon mean how do you fill it out so i really try to do that for people who can't afford an attorney so it would save them hundreds to thousands of dollars um and we will be adding more videos and stuff like that but right now the um the videos that are up are if you're filling out the divorce paperwork if you're doing paternity paperwork which is if you're not married to someone, but you have a child with them. So that paperwork and um, financial documents as well. So if you're doing a paternity case, a divorce case, or a modification, which is when you're coming back to court to change things, you're going to need those financial documents. So there's a couple different videos. They're like around 30 minutes each or whatever, but it's to help people who can't afford an attorney. So I truly, truly hope that it helps. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Well, have a wonderful, wonderful day. It's been a pleasure having you today. And I look forward to connecting with you further and learning more from you. I'm going to have to um, follow you on your social media. So guys, we're going to have all of um, Ashley's links down below. So if you have any questions, you want to check things out, you can reach out to her. And for those of you who are not in our membership, we are doing our Think and Grow Rich with a biblical application right now. One of the best books you'll ever do for building business and changing your mindset. And we also have a online program in there that we're doing this um, season is all about building your own online business. So Feel free to check it all out and come join us. It's free for the first 30 days. So we look (laughs) forward to having you. That's awesome. Have a great one, Ashley. Thank you.